Welcome to the Review Crew. With Fran and Emma. What's up, reviewers? It's your co-host, Fran, toddler mom, baker, millennial, co-host of this podcast, The Review Crew. And it's also Emma, aspiring minimalist, New Yorker, friend of Fran. Hello. (laughs) Yes. What's what? How are we? How are we doing today? How are we doing today? Well, I just got back from Zumba, which marks the third day in a row that I've attended an exercise class. That's awesome. <laughs> which is incredible. And let are me you say, wiped out? no, I feel amazing. Wow. I will say, I feel like calling hot bitch at good move exercise class is a stress stretch because I was telling Adrian like the difference between Zumba and hot bitch class is like the purpose of Zumba is exercise and like dance is a byproduct or like a means to an end or whatever Mm -hmm. the purpose of hot bitch is to be free and dance Mm -hmm. is like the way to be free Mm -hmm. and i Mm -hmm. love it that's so they're very different that is very beautiful though um and both have their both have their place you know yeah i do prefer not dancing for exercise and instead dancing to be free (laughs) i mean i feel like that's definitely something i'm more interested in dancing to be free is very important it is it is Mm -hmm. how are you doing today um i'm doing fine i'm taking an extra couple days off this week because steven has a whole week off um it's like his school does like a ski week this week um so i'm it's my day one of my extended weekend and i'm like very excited to not have to return to work for extra time yay i also have a long weekend i'm excited hell yeah president's day President's Day. (laughs) (laughs) Um, I have a funny story I'm excited to tell you. I don't know if it counts as a review, though. (laughs) Okay, well, well, let's just start it out and we'll find things to review in it. Okay. (laughs) All right. Listeners, tell me if this is funny. So, okay, (laughs) last night we we had two of Adrian's friends over for dinner and it was, like, super nice. Adrian made, like, a nice bolognese sauce. I made this great Italian salad with, like, salami Mm. and shit. We picked up a little – or Adrian picked up a little six-inch chocolate cake for, like, a fun dessert or whatever Mm because we didn't know what to do for dessert. So it's just, like, a nice, like, um, Brooklyn blackout cake. It's got, like, some flowers on top and icing. You know, it's, like, delicious, whatever. Wonderful. Wait, is Brooklyn blackout a bakery or is that a style of cake? This is a style of cake, local, Mm -hmm. and it Mm -hmm. means it has pudding in the inside instead of, like, icing and frosting. Yeah, very good. Very good. Um. Okay, so we're, like, going to bed last night, and Adrian's, like, I hope the cake was good. And I was, like, oh, yeah, it was, like, super good. Because, you know, he, like, picked it out or whatever. Mm-hmm. I was, like, yeah, it was really good. And he was, like, yeah. I mean, they gave me the option of, like, they were, like, with flour or without flour. Um, and I, like, mm-hmm. chose um, with flour. And I was, like, and he was, like, maybe I should have gotten the one, like, without flour. And I was, like, oh, well, like, I mean, it was pretty with, like, the flowers on top. Like, it was nice mm-hmm. or whatever. And... <laughs> He fully thought that his choice was a cake with flour or a cake without flour. So he, so he ordered it. So he literally was like, with flour, please. <laughs> <laughs> to the lady. Uh, oh, I love I'm that. picturing it and it's so funny. <laughs> um, that's really good. Every story you've told me about adrian's food confusions which there are a couple um are some of my favorite stories and i love that he i love that he would assume that that's what it was talking about and like because like 
flourless chocolate cake is totally a thing. Gluten-free stuff is totally a thing. But nobody says <laughs> with flour or without flour. They're like, this is gluten-free or flourless or regular. <laughs> and I feel like Adrian's so well-spoken, but like ordering a cake with flowers on top and just saying like, yes, with flour. <laughs> like really funny. Wait, okay. So, Ari, if we had to review one, review the cake out of 10. Um. Okay. I, I have to dock points because it was extremely expensive. Guess how much a six inch chocolate cake cost? Just guess. Um, was it forty dollars? He said it was like forty seven dollars. Dude. Dude, places are so fucking expensive. And that's yeah. I like warned him. It was funny. I warned him. I'm like, because he was like, I'm gonna go to this place. I was like, I know that place is super expensive. So like, I'm so sorry that you're going there. Um. <laughs> And then he still said he saw a sign in there that was like card minimum ten dollars, and he was like, I don't know, like, am, am I gonna just, make the minimum? <laughs> just buying a cake. I feel like a cheap six inch cake is like twenty or like regular. As I would say, like if you're going to like Whole Foods, you're getting like a twenty dollar six inch. Yeah, cake. yeah. Um, it's a thing on TikTok now talking about the um berry chantilly cake at Whole Foods. Um, I really, it is. Yeah, I mean, it is. I enjoyed that cake a lot when I worked there. I want to have it now. I mean, I'm sure it's really good. I, you know I love all Whole Foods baked goods. Yeah, I mean, that icing, honestly, has had a big impact on me and that I use regularly. I don't always make it the way we made it at work, but I make a variation on it. Because the mm. icing for that cake, it's like you beat cream cheese and mascarpone, mm. mascarpone, um, with and you like mix in powdered sugar with that. And then you just pour in a fuck ton of cream until it's like super light and delicious. Um, And that's now my preferred way to make cream cheese icing instead of just like beating cream cheese and powdered sugar, which I feel like is the traditional way of Mm -hmm. having a shit ton of cream whipped cream in it. Um, So it just makes it lighter. It's easier to spread. And it's like I feel like it's just more delicious. I love it. And then I think in the berry chantilly, you add almond extract to it. At least that's what we did back in the day. Yeah, it was good. I definitely... Yeah, it was hella good. And, like, who doesn't love a fresh berry? Doesn't love yeah. fresh berry white cake. Can't go wrong. Can't go wrong. Delightful. True that. Speaking of fruit, that's what I bought for the first time in my life. Um, I'm trying to think of an interesting <laughs> fruit. Uh, was it a kiwi? <laughs> no, I bought a passion fruit. But Ooh. I haven't sliced into it yet. I'm very I have never. I'm always tempted. Like, I've never bought a passion fruit. I've never bought a papaya. Like, there's a number. There's yeah. a number of P-letter fruits that I'm only <laughs> dabbling in. Like, I've had pear. Fruit. We recently got into <laughs> buying pineapple in the past couple of years. Um, You've never whether... had a pear? Oh, I mean, I've eaten pear for sure. But have no, I? But, like, yeah. regularly. No, that's okay. what I'm saying. I'm dabbling in the P-fruits. Gotcha. I buy pears. I now buy pineapple. Peaches are... Steven didn't like any stone fruit for a really long time, so I didn't get them, and he's finally sort of coming around to them. So the peaches and plums I can do, but papaya, passion fruit, that's um, that's all stuff that I'm trying to work towards. I haven't gotten there yet. Yeah. I'm very, very excited to open it up. I heard that it's supposed to be, like, wrinkly. The more wrinkly it is on the outside, the more sweet it's going to be. So I'm, like, waiting for it to wrinkle more. Mm. Um, But very excited for that. I will review on our next Mm -hmm. up. Cannot wait. Cannot wait for that. Yeah. I'm trying to think if I have any reviews off the top. Do you have any reviews off the top? Oh, I mean, I definitely have reviews. I was trying to think if I have anything fruit-related. And I definitely do not have anything fruit-related. 
Yeah, that's um, what I got. Yeah, yeah. So I was trying to think of something relevant. Um, hmm, how do I how do I get to where I want to go? Okay, well, first, firstly, firstly, take my hand. I I clasp it. <laughs> All right, <laughs> we're running forward. We're running down a a uh, like beautiful like pebble gravel pathway, just lined with incredibly pruned trees. Um, we're running. <laughs> we're running. We're laughing. The sun is shining. Um, we run straight through the beautiful, the beautiful grand doorway that the butler opens as they see us running up the path in our little Mary Jane shoes. We're children in this, in this, um, this particular palace fantasy. Um, not for any particular reason, but just, you know, just imagine that. Uh, (laughs) And we just run straight in and straight into the palace discotheque because we are in the pop culture palace talking about a music Nice. Oh, um, oh, I have a music review too. Hell yeah. Okay, you go. Well, excellent. Okay, so I'm going to start with um, one you actually reminded me of immediately when you were talking about Dancing to be Free because I want to review the song I Want to Break Free by Queen Great song. Great and song. its music video. Those are 10 out of 10s. Those are 10 out of 10s. Have you ever seen the music video for I Want to Break Free? Never. Now I want to go watch it. Okay, I had not seen it before either. I was basically um, not had like gotten home from work yesterday, and Stephen needed to take a nap because Sylvia had woken up at like f- him at like five, <laughs> um, and mm-hmm. I was too tired to want to do anything. So I'm like, I'm gonna show Sylvia some like fun music videos with dancing. Um, and so I just like Google like best dancing and music videos. First of all, the first list that came up, not a good list, but they did recommend I Want to Break Free by Queen. So I was like, well, I love that song. So we'll play it. Mm-hmm. And it starts out with like they're just all dressed as women, like they're all in drag and Freddie Mercury's in like this tight little leather skirt. And he's like vacuuming in a house, like doing like housewifey things. Nice. And I'm like, this is great. And then it like transforms to like, like there's a where suddenly he's like doing a modern dance and some sort of like vaguely like animal-y kind of leotard and just like doing all this like insane modern dance and I'm just like this is bizarre and crazy and amazing. There's another part where he's just in like leather pants and shirtless, but it's just like very solid, very fun. Sylvia immediately started dancing and it's just like one of it's one of the great songs. It's one of the great songs. Like that's one of my favorite. Like it's a good. I'm driving in the car with the windows down song to blast. I like periodically remember that I just like adore Queen and Freddie Mercury. And mm-hmm. I got to enjoy that again yesterday. So that was actually extremely pleasant. 10 out of 10 to all of that. That is very fun. Um, I have another music review. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Which I mentioned to you when we were speaking earlier. But um, I love the new Caroline Polachek album. Mm. so freaking good everyone needs to check it out i've kind of reached the limit of like i've heard it now so many times that i like mm-hmm. have to stop listening to it because mm-hmm. i listen to all the singles like funny is a rider billions mm-hmm. welcome yes. to my island when they came out as singles mm-hmm. but anyway hella good album loving it loving it wish i could go see here at radio city music hall but all the resale tickets are really expensive so I won't um yeah why are popular musicians so expensive um, also yes wait. Did you know that she, okay, I was like, how does she rise so fast in the music scene? I don't know. I felt like it's been a really fast rise. Mm-hmm. She's one half of the music group Chairlift. Okay. Ever, yeah. Did you so, know that? I did know that, but wow. not as in I knew that. I, I learned that yesterday because Steven yesterday came out to me and he was like, Emma mentioned this 
lady that she really mm-hmm. likes and I was like yeah she did and he's like have you listened to it yet and I was like no and he's like did you know I was googling her and she's one half of chairlift who and I'm right. like oh yeah there's that one song that for some reason I was obsessed with in high school um do you remember Wait, was it bruises yeah okay that's so funny I loved that song too but I actually even more than that song loved the song I belong in your arms like I literally I never listened it. to a single other song by Chairlift. I only Those listened are the to only Bruises. two I knew. Those are the only two. <laughs> <laughs> well, you guys, if you guys want to really, if, like, reviewers, if you want to relive some, like, twee memories of, like, the late aughts, enjoy, enjoy some Chairlift of those two songs, I guess. We can't. Yeah. We cannot recommend any others. Um, okay. Oh, she's great. But anyways, one of the reasons Stephen brought it up to me okay. is because he did not like her album. So wow. I played it and I also didn't really like it. Wait, what the fuck? It's just like, I don't know. I wasn't really into what she was doing. Like some of it, I was like, okay, this is kind of fun, but I just like didn't really like it. I didn't really like it. Wow. It didn't really stand out to I'm me. Hurt. And hurt I was personally. like, this is going to be really painful for him. I did think that. And I thought, I considered not saying anything, but you know, I like to create controversy on the pod. So, I mean, I feel like she's kind of universally loved, so I feel like you're kind of on the outs here, to be honest with you. Well, you know, sometimes you just have to not be a sheep and follow what the reviews say, and you have to, like, think with your own ears. I'd like to stab back. (laughs) I'd like to stab back for a second, because on my way home from Zumba, this is a true story, which was just Mm -hmm. an hour ago, listening to an 80s um, radio on Spotify, which I'll get Mm -hmm. into later, because the reason why I was listening to that. Mm -hmm. But guess what came up? Kate Bush, Hound of yeah. Love, or some shit. Oh, yeah. Yeah. And great. I was like, this is like spoken word. This isn't even a song. Um, I hate what this song. I was like, are you, why are you speaking and not singing? Okay. All right. Well, bad. interesting take. I think there's a lot of really good songs from that album. Um, Cause I think, I don't know. I don't actually remember if there is a song called Hounds of Love. I don't remember which one it is, but um, cause that's the name of the album that I love. Mm. I'd be interested to learn more. You'll have to come back. And you know, I love her. So, but I also acknowledge that she's weird and I didn't get into her immediately when Steven got into her. It took me a while of listening. Okay, 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 okay. Wait, same thing for Caroline Polish. Wait, first time I heard Bunny is the writer, I was like, what the hell is this? Mm-hmm. I also, and then I loved it afterwards. Like the like second or third listen, I loved it. Same thing with uh, Welcome to My Island that came on while I was like taking a shower and I was just like, what is going on? <laughs> yeah but then I also loved it I would say the thing I guess the thing that so I'm not gonna say that like okay like for me the album and I feel like this is to you gonna be really insulting because I know you like it but for Mm -hmm. me from the lit like I didn't listen to all of it but I what I heard to me was like a six out of ten like if this came on I wouldn't necessarily change it if this were on while I was at work while I was doing something I wouldn't be like oh I need to change this I don't like this but I also would never seek it out and I think that it's like I just don't really like that style of processed vocals and like I know it's like she has a great voice but like the music to me was not interesting enough and I don't like it makes it sound like video game music to me I guess like I'm like oh this sounds like not this is not that interesting for me to be listening to like that's how I felt about it well you're wrong but here's something we might agree (laughs) on do you know the song from the 80s um I think we're alone now doesn't seem to be anyone around. Think we're alone now, alone now. You know what I'm talking about? Um, no. But okay, may- maybe wow. if I heard it, but I don't recognize that immediately. 
such a good song. We danced to it a hot bitch yesterday, and I was like, Wonderful. I love this. Wonderful. So that's why I was listening to the 80s radio. Mm-hmm. Oh, you know, it. I listen to a lot of 80s radio, so I wonder if I've heard it. But I'm usually, if I'm listening to 80s radio, I'm generally picking out 80s new wave. Oh. Because I love I love a new wave playlist. Um, although we also do a lot of 80s. With, like Spotify has like an all-out 80s playlist. I do put that on at work a lot. That really like, it's a... It's interesting to me what becomes sort of like go-to playlists that everyone seems to be okay with at work. Mm-hmm. And for me, the 80s and the 90s playlists are sort of uh, always always hitting it for the crowd that I'm working with in the kitchen these days. So I play a lot nice. of 90s and 80s playlists. Fun. Mm-hmm. That's hard to pick out a, a playlist for I know. Very hard. I mean, fortunately for me, most of the people I work with are pretty easygoing, except for the head chef, who sometimes is just like, Fran, what the fuck are we listening to? Turn your shit off. He likes to complain about what he calls my Lilith Fair music. He likes to complain about. (laughs) I feel like that's misogynist. Um, It is. Especially because sometimes it's just like any time there's like too many women singing. Like, what did he refer to as Lilith Fair? Like fucking like Sharon Van Etten. He was like Mm. Lilith Fair. And I'm just like, this is extremely not Lilith Fair, but whatever. It's a woman. So nice try. Yeah, basically. (laughs) I'm like, okay, if I'm putting on Joni Mitchell and you're telling me not to play that, fine. But like, (laughs) yeah, all of Joni Mitchell. Okay, wait, I have one related music review. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. I had such a good experience on friday i've been having mm-hmm. actually a pretty good weekend i will say but okay um music mm-hmm. teacher one of the music teachers at my school was like hey any like teachers who want to like come down and like jam like maybe we'll play a song for like the stu- the talent show or whatever like we'll have like a teacher band moment or whatever oh that's so cute. i know very cute very cute mm-hmm. and i had like initially been like oh i could do like backup vocals or something like i can like kind of sing whatever mm-hmm when I get down there, you can definitely out, do more than just kind of sing. I just want to say again, but okay. go ahead, continue. Well, when I get down there, turns out a lot of people, sh- or not a lot of people, a few people showed up and knew to play instruments. I was the only one who was like, I can only sing. Yes. <laughs> so first of all, he showed me, um, the music teacher showed me how to play the C and D chords on a, a guitar, which was extremely useful. And I was able mm-hmm. to play along to Call Me Maybe by just playing those two chords, which was very exciting perfect and then the music teacher was like so on this next one like do you want to sing or play guitar and I was like I guess sing Mm -hmm. when I tell you never in my life have I like had a microphone Mm -hmm. had a full live band yeah backing me up Uh it was literally like dream my dream was coming true (laughs) it was so fun oh my god and it was crazy too because like and I'm not saying this to, like, put myself down, but I didn't, like, sound good. Like, I didn't, like, fully hit everything. Do you know what I mean? Well, but it yeah. was still just, like, so fun to have the, like, everyone playing and stuff and have the microphone. I was just, like, I love this. Oh, my God. That's such a magical experience. And it I was. need you to do this constantly. So is this, like, a thing you're going to practice? And, like, I'm keep definitely, doing this? Yeah. I think we're going to practice, like, every Friday. But there might be more people because initially in the initial email there was like more people interested in singing so I don't know if I'm gonna be like the singer (laughs) but um we'll see what happens but it was just so fun dude that sounds so fun okay for the song that were you guys doing call me maybe again when like practicing again and you were singing it or did you do a different song that you sang we did a bunch of songs okay we tried call me maybe that one Mm -hmm. I could sing I think um Mm -hmm. we did a handful we tried a Nirvana song um which Mm -hmm. was fun 
Mm-hmm. We tried. We tried Teenage Dirtbag, which was very fun to sing. I like that one a lot. <laughs> Love it. Um, we did Waterfalls. Didn't realize the lyrics in Waterfalls are like pretty intense. <laughs> yeah, it's an intense one. Um, and then I didn't know how to sing the left eye verse, so I literally just like went silent for a verse while the whole band continued playing, <laughs> which was fun. That's fine. That's fine. Um. But yeah, sometimes you've got to let the instruments sing for themselves. Exactly. I was Dude, just I love this. Like, I can't I wait this. for your rock star future. Exactly. My rock star moment. Look out. Look Dude, out for that. That's so Everyone, great. If you ever get the chance to sing with instruments live, mm-hmm. I, recommend. I recommend. Dude, that sounds so fun. Okay. Um, I want you to rate the experience as a whole, and then I want you to maybe rank the songs that you sang, of, or like name like the the top the top ones. Okay, the experience overall for me was actually a ten out of ten, just because I was like, this I've never experienced this before. This was such a cool feeling. It's like a dream come true. I love it. Hell yeah. Um, the songs. Okay, teenage dirtbag, very fun. Give it a ten. Mm-hmm. The Nirvana song. It was the one that's like. Hello, hello. Oh hello, yeah. Hello. <laughs> yes. I, <laughs> I don't know what that's called though. <laughs> I don't know. But that one was very fun also. Um I give that a 9.5. Mhm. Mhm. The rest of the songs, I mean, Call Me Maybe, Waterfalls, nothing to write home about. <laughs> <laughs> but these are like five solid. Yeah. 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 That's that's fair. That's fair. Um that sounds amazing. That sounds amazing. I think I have one additional uh song let's hear it okay so the other song do you know the song digital witness by saint vincent oh yeah i can't remember how it goes but i feel like i listened to that a while like years ago um yeah so it's from her album in 2014 i'm trying to remember i'm i'm now now that i'm distanced from the song i just can only think of the song birth and reverse for some reason fuck how does it go it's the one is about like fuck now this is bad this is bad that i can't come up with it all right well i'm just gonna talk about it a little bit um and if i if it comes to me later i'll just spontaneously break into song okay i would say the song digital witness i wrote in my notes that uh it was gonna be a 10 out of 10 and then i put on that whole album which now i also don't remember what it's called um but it's her 2014 album that whole album for me is like pretty solid like i would say eight or nine out of ten not every song is fun um but it's just like overall a very good and like very like sci-fi robot uh talking about our relationship to technology album which i love and the reason this album i feel like i started listening to it it like happened to come up on my spotify like radio whatever this song digital witness mm-hmm. and it was right after i'd listened to the beginning of the new york times hard fork podcast where this journalist whose name i forget was talking about his experience talking to the bing ai chatbot which i also want to talk about oh have yeah i heard about, about this, this? Yeah. have you read any of his article about it or other articles about it i read like the headline and the subhead the subhead and i I was just like whatever it pretty much tells you all you need to know in that um i had started reading the article about the chatbot and then i was like oh there's a podcast version of it this is before work and i'll just be able to like listen to the beat to this podcast um to talk about it okay for me this whole ai chatbot situation is like a five out of ten i both find it very scary very freaky deaky 
And also very interesting. I'm interested in the future. I'm interested in the Skynet future, which seems like what we're moving towards. When I say Skynet. Okay. I was like, Emma's not going to know this. That is the term. That's Terminator reference. Skynet is like what they're building that then decides to like destroy humanity um, Mm. and kill, kill all humans. Um, so that is like really what I feel like from the being chatbot. I don't know. Do you, so you read the headlines. Do you have any first hot takes from the headlines? I also read interest in this at all. Like, you know, I saw a screenshot with like, you know, some of their back and forth and I was like, that is creepy, but I'm also like not afraid of a computer program. Do you know what I'm saying? Like, I feel like there's so much to be afraid of. That is, <laughs> I literally was reading this week about how, like, there's aliens or whatever. And, like, we have, there's, like, alien spacecraft, like, mm-hmm. sending shit into our atmosphere. That's scary. Um, a, a chatbot saying that okay. they love you so much. I'm like, it's fine. All right. I definitely want to hear more about this alien thing you were reading about. Because I am hearing about space stuff. But it's not like we're, like, this is an alien that has sent this thing into our atmosphere. Is that what you're saying? No, they weren't really saying that. They were saying they couldn't identify like where yeah. where they came from. And that's so funny because aliens that scares me way less than uh like AI robots that we're building slash also. That's just so like, funny. Yeah, because I mean, I feel like we're just. Yeah, I don't know. It's AI actually. I feel like it's both ways. Like I listened to this podcast. I forget a long time ago. I think it was like This American Life. Yeah, it was This American Life. Whatever. Mm-hmm. About how, like, if there are aliens out there, that can be very scary because, like, what if they came and destroyed us? But also if there aren't any aliens and we're really, like, the only beings in, like, <laughs> an infinite, like, an infinite universes, like, that, mm-hmm. doesn't, how, that doesn't make any sense either. Yeah, so. no, I mean, I definitely 100% believe there are aliens in the universe, but I just feel like, like, what are the odds that there's no other life in yeah. the entire fucking universe? The likelihood of them contacting us, probably low. Um, Mm. And also, but like, I don't know, that is, yeah, it's not a thing that I really, I don't feel concerned about aliens. It's funny because I definitely have a friend who like, that's a very creepy idea to her, the idea of aliens in a way that doesn't freak me out where I'm way more freaked out by AI stuff. Um, AI stuff. Interesting. Interesting. Okay. This doesn't, yeah. Consumed many stories. I mean, because you don't consume a lot of sci fi also. So I'm like, maybe it is something because of my interest in sci fi. I mean, it, which also covers aliens, but um, I, maybe it's because of the sci fi that I consume is rarely like scary alien abduction. If we're talking about aliens, it's more like interesting, uh, more anthropological, I feel like, is the vibe I go for when I consume alien related sci fi. Um, or monster movie yeah. stuff, which is fun and scary, but not, you know. Um, but the well, AI stuff is weird. I don't know. Well, here's the thing with alien thing. They never scared me. It's just mm-hmm. that in the past, like, year or two, I feel like aliens keep being mentioned literally in the New York Times, mm-hmm. which is very scary. I know. Also, like, I forget. Yeah, there's lots of UFO stuff out and about right now. I think it's just because yeah. we're, like, humans are, like, can we leave like so i feel like it's just like it's coming up like the world is becoming more interested as we're like we're not headed to a good place maybe we can just go to where they're from i don't know yeah side note fran my voice is like echoing back to me do you hear anything weird it is not echoing to me i'm sure okay Okay. that will happen randomly to me sometimes when we record yeah Um, but okay so tell me why ai freaks you out tell me oh okay well i don't know it's just like it I it is really interesting to me of just like how 
we like when we decide that something is thinking because it's like a free being versus when we decide it is just computing in an algorithm and sort of like aren't our brain like I get like sometimes I just get tripped out in sort of the very classic sci-fi idea of just like aren't we just sort of machines that are thinking and like how do we differentiate Mm. um, actual like thought versus like algorithmic thinking um at what point does something with artificial intelligence have like its own life I guess Hmm. um it also creates me like some of the issues with this like the 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 journalist was bringing up um in the podcast i was listening to especially with the declarations of love he was basically saying how like humans have fallen in love with fallen in love with much less intelligent yeah basically (laughs) um and have done much like he was specifically bringing up someone who basically like their best friend died and so they fed all of their text conversations and like all their email exchanges, like all of their um, communication into this AI no. to create an AI version of their best friend. That they can oh God. And then like they've turned that into like a thing that other people can do. Um, that I that's upsetting. Out. Yeah, that's super yeah. upsetting to me. Also, the Bing thing of also just like apparently they just like the Bing chatbot, even in like the search function. Another problem is sometimes it just like has factual inaccuracies and like Mm. says stuff that is wrong. Um, And because it's being fed like huge bodies of information by people of just like the way that artificial intelligence and just in general is a problem in programming with any of this kind of stuff, which is just like, it absorbs human problems of like racism, sexism, conspiracy theories. But then because it's being spouted out by a robot, which I think people often Mm. think of as being sort of objective and logical then it's suddenly like giving credibility to Mm. human error basically that has been programmed into this ai so i there's there's like my i feel like there's like my sci-fi fears of skynet and like other like um like dsx machina blah 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 um style things ghost in the shell situations um for anyone that's understanding what i'm saying um and then there's my more like I feel like grounded fears, which are just like human capacity for projecting onto machines, human capacity for believing in conspiracy theories and how this will just like make all of that so much worse. Okay, wait, can I tell you something that does really freak me out? Yeah, lay it Again, on. going back to the New York Times deeply upsetting me and troubling me. Mm-hmm. Um this is a while ago, but that there they literally wrote about how like it's impossible to tell if we're living in a simulation or not. Oh, yeah. And that was upsetting. That is a very <laughs> upsetting thing to think about. See, okay, and then this is this is another funny way we differ. That does not upset me at all. Like what would that like like what is what would that um what would that mean for you? I guess if this were a simulation. Like everything is fake and everything is like pre-programmed and someone's like watching and laughing at you like suffer okay all right yeah that's obviously not ideal I guess I guess it just sort of depends on how like yeah I don't know I hmm yeah I don't know that doesn't freak me out that much I think I'm more like obviously like if I if this were the matrix situation um I don't think I would um I don't think I would be a blue pillar I wouldn't want to just enjoy my steak I would want to be in the and I would want to be in the free zion you know having like a like I would want to be having like a weird rave in reality. <laughs> That's what I want, even if it's underground and without the sun. Um, <laughs> but I also don't think that that would make me feel like 
like that yeah that, that would be a situation of being horrible and being duped but also it's like if you never if you never woke up from the matrix that doesn't make your life totally meaningless and it's also just kind of like yeah you just like it's just a different life that you led I don't know it doesn't freak me out that much as an idea hmm. but maybe that's because I'm also not feeling particularly tortured in my life at the moment um mm. but yeah I don't know it's a uh, yeah yeah it just uh, just doesn't doesn't work. the idea that life is possibly a simulation that again is like a five out of ten neutral for me um and uh, this is again something that i never ever worried about or thought about until the new york times front page is like what if we're actually living in a simulation and did you know it would be impossible for us to know <laughs> it's like right and i think okay. also i mean that's to me that's exactly the same as being like did you know it's impossible to know if god exists it's just like <laughs> yeah it is impossible so i don't really care so like what is there any value to me trying to figure out or to escape a possible hypothetical simulation or is there any point in me yeah. believing in a god that probably doesn't exist or may is like unfalsifiable information basically there's no way to prove it doesn't exist mm-hmm. um that just for me is like a it's not an exercise that interests me i guess and so it doesn't freak me out cuz i'm like well that existing or not existing doesn't change anything that I've experienced or done really at this point if there's no way for me to ever find out interesting very interesting I don't know um but speaking of uh headlines that make us enraged um what time is it what time is that it's time for the motherhood minutes started yawning a little bit into the when I started singing that um Okay, so recently I came across the headline that the WHO has updated their recommendations around breastfeeding. Let's hear um, it. They have updated to now they recommend that everyone breastfeed until their baby is two years old. Oh, God damn it. <laughs> yep, yep. So before they recommended it, I think for a year, um, I made it to about 18, 19 months before we decided to wean and I know that that was the best decision for me. It was a good decision for my family. I know Sylvia is very healthy. I know everyone has to make their own decision. And like these recommendations are not like you must do this or you're a bad mom. Everyone comes to breastfeeding for different reasons or chooses not to for different reasons. We support all journeys on this podcast. But it still fucking sucks to like have just weaned my baby. I'm still struggling to get her to go to sleep. She still does not want to sleep. When I'm putting her to sleep, she gives me such a hard time. Mm. Um, she doesn't try to nurse it all anymore. I feel like she almost doesn't know why she's mad anymore <laughs> going to bed with me. She just likes to give me a hard time. Um, it honestly might not even be related to weaning. I think it's more related to just like her relationship to me versus her relationship to Steven. Um, mm. And uh, but it made me feel like shit. But I still mm. also am giving this a five out of ten because even though it made me feel like shit, so it's personally very negative. Um, I think that it is good for them to be encouraging breastfeeding. Um, yeah, right. Totally. That's like I think a really positive thing. And like, there's yeah, I think that that's overall a good thing instead of like aggressively like to combat the ex- aggressive marketing of formula to yeah. mostly impoverished women <laughs> yeah that's pretty serious oh also i wanted an update from you because my mm-hmm. mother staunch defender of breastfeeding mm-hmm. um said that breastfeeding will not negatively impact your boobs and not to worry about that and especially for people with a smaller chest it will not turn into dog ears well and that that's false 
here's the thing. Here's the okay. thing. Your mom's correct. 10 out of 10 to your mom, great information regarding breastfeeding does not change your boobs. Okay. What does change your boobs <laughs> is pregnancy. Mm. So if you have gotten pregnant and had a baby and never breastfed, your tits are still going to become dog ears, my friend. <laughs> no, that's not necessarily true. Everybody's body's different. Some people's breasts actually stay slightly larger post-breastfeeding. Oh. Some people's breasts don't change at all. That's It's rare. A small percentage of women, your breasts will stay slightly larger. Um, and for some women, most women, they shrink a small amount. Um, but the thing is, is that in the process of pregnancy, because of the hormones, um, and like the preparation for milk production, even if you're never actually able to produce milk, but your boobs become much larger during pregnancy and you just like don't have the elasticity to mm. shrink back to how they were and your boobs are going to be saggier. That also just happens as part of aging, but pregnancy yeah. and that can happen also with weight gain and then weight yeah. loss. Um, it and but like and so pregnancy is a time that people often experience that change. Mm -hmm. um, it's going to be different for everybody how much it changes. It doesn't have to do with whether or not you breastfeed. Uh, but if you're breastfeeding, your boobs are staying bigger for longer because of they're full of milk. Mm -hmm. So when you wean, you experience that change versus if you never breastfed, you would experience it as just sort of part of your postpartum, um, like immediate postpartum changes after you've been pregnant. Yeah. Okay. So there you go. <laughs> yeah. Um, but I'm still, I'm not a, I'm not a three months out, which is when I was told that oh. by the internet is when I would really, that's when it's pretty much like, okay, we're settled in the body now. Um, I largely don't look in the mirror. <laughs> um, just sort of by the chance of like where, like, especially like where I'm actually would be looking at my boobs. I'm just like, my right. boobs are not out that much in the world and where our mirrors are. There are no mirrors in our room. And the one mirror inside our bathroom is like up too high from because it was here when we moved in. And it's like I can see like the top of my face. <laughs> we have a mirror, but it's like in our hallway. So I'm just not out in our hallway with my tits out very much. So I'll have to give you I'll give you a more detailed titty update uh, <laughs> later. later on. Okay, perfect. Perfect. <laughs> um, oh, that's great. I have some other I have some other motherhood minute stuff. Um Okay. Um, so I just wanted to talk about, um, I guess, what was it? They talk about like the motherhood identity shift is like a thing of when you like have your first baby. And I'm sure you probably have small identity shifts also as you have possibly more children. But like the, this is like a thing that they talk about that's hard. And I kind of assumed would be a challenging thing. And it was over my first year of just like suddenly my time is absorbed with something that is not me. Like it mm -hmm. is not like what I'm wanting to do all the time. It just absorbs all of my time. This is now my priority. And it's like a thing I want to be doing. And it's also really hard. What I didn't necessarily expect, and it's probably just silly, is just like how much that would just like rear its head periodically. And I'm like, will this ever stop rearing its head <laughs> um yeah. but earlier this week I'm now feeling fine but earlier this week Sylvia was just like super hard super being a toddler on Monday and Tuesday of just like not wanting to sleep wanting to fight me on anything throwing like I would take something away from her she wasn't supposed to have or tell her that like 
I didn't want to do something. I don't know. She would just be demanding things that I couldn't even, I could not fulfill or were un, I had no idea what she was trying to communicate to me. Mm. Um, and then I, so I wouldn't be doing the thing she wanted. And then she would just do a little stomping fit and screaming. Mm. Fit. Like it was just a lot of that. And it's just like, and sometimes I just like really want to do something for myself ever, yeah. you know, like I want to be able to like, have a cup of coffee uninterrupted. I think that's mm-hmm. what started it out bad on Monday was like, she woke me up kind of early. It was fine. We were, and I was like, you know what? I just need to have a chill. She's needing attention. And like, I'm kind of ignoring her right now. I'll just like take my cup of coffee. We're gonna go sit on the floor of a room. We can like play Duplos and like, I'll like have my coffee. Mm-hmm. And then she was, and we like did that for a little while. And then she just like, I had set my coffee down next to me and she just decided to throw herself down on me and on my coffee cup and throw coffee all over the floor Mm. and she is not in an age where she can clean um (laughs) so you know what that kind of stuff is really hard so there's an age where we can start with the cleaning stuff so we do it a little bit like have her try I try especially like when I'm feeling pissed off about Mm -hmm. something then I'm especially like you're gonna help me fucking clean this here's a towel (laughs) this is how you clean it up and it, like, does give me, like, a small joy to, like, see her, like, <laughs> being a little Cinderella. Like, just so badly trying to soak up a liquid on the floor. So poorly trying to pick up all the peas that she threw on the floor. But it still, like, makes me feel a little bit better. And, like, I'm not just, like, her maid um, <laughs> yeah. have her try and do it. But I was just, like, this is bad. And it, I don't know. I just was having, like, a really rough early in the week stuff. And honestly, like. This is why I think that for me, like, power to anyone who is a stay-at-home mom. I honestly, like, sometimes it sounds really desirable to me, but I think it has been really good for my mental health to go to work because it's, like, Monday and Tuesday were super hard, and then I, like, had to go to work on Wednesday, and I just, like, was in the adult world for eight hours, and it's, like, work, so it's not my favorite time, but I, like, had conversations with adults. I was doing my own thing, taking care of my shit eating my food only interrupted by work, um, which is more predictable than, than a baby. No one's screaming Mm. at me. And then I got to come home and like hang out with my baby who I then missed because I hadn't seen her for eight hours instead of like, I'm, you weren't away from me for long enough during this nap because you woke up after an hour and I really wish you had just slept for three hours today because I needed a fucking break. Mm -hmm. Um, so I would say working part-time, I don't even know how to rate that because I still also <laughs> resent it. But we'll call it a five out of 10. Yeah. Um, I think it is overall very good for my mental health to be able to go away for a while. Uh, having a toddler is a beautiful, magical thing. 10 out of 10 and also like a horrible crime against humanity. Zero out of 10. Um, so let's call that <laughs> an even five. Also. <laughs> um, and I did just today sign up to take a one-off three-hour ceramics class next week to make my own planter. Um, 10 out of 10 to making time to go do art away from my home for three hours. Um, I think that will be nice. Yeah, that's really good. That's really good. Yeah. And can I just say, I really appreciate you sharing anything that's difficult with motherhood. I love to hear it's like a balm on my (laughs) aching soul (laughs) because the TTCC has not been going well, guys. I don't know. Do you have more motherhood stuff? No, no, no. Go ahead. Just a quick update. I'm honestly not going to sing the song. Not mm-hmm. in a good enough place for that. Mm-hmm. I feel but... like we need maybe a new song yeah. <laughs> for beginning for when it's like not going well. The new the new song is going to be spoken word, mm-hmm. and there can you can do snapping, and I'll be like, "This is the end." 
I don't know. <laughs> Do we want to try that? Do we want to improv something? I'm going to snap. Okay, I'm going to start snapping. Okay. This is IVF. It fucking sucks. Welcome. <laughs> that was really good. That was really good. Okay, perfect. Um, so, yes, our, our embryo transfer failed. We lost our first embryo. It was a girl. Very sad. Yeah, that um, fucking sucks. Yeah, and it was very very shocking like Mm -hmm. I just really really thought it would work I don't Mm -hmm. I don't know why but um I mean there's no reason to have thought it wouldn't like yeah exactly (laughs) (laughs) like we did everything everything was going fine yeah um but anyway so it's been I feel like that forced me to confront like oh my god like we might never have kids like I don't know I've yeah. I kind of have been facing that all along for the past year and mm-hmm. seven or eight months or however long it's been now. Yeah. But I feel like that this really hit it home because it's like, oh, okay, we have two more cycles of IVF covered by insurance. And mm-hmm. if it doesn't work, well, yeah, that's the end. No. And it, it, I mean, and again, it's like, it's like the whole thing of like the, I, what, like the, un, what is it? Unknown cause for your infertility. I yeah. Forget. Unexplained. Infertility. Unexplained. Yes. Um, of like this is just an unexplained failed transfer of just like yeah it doesn't necessarily mean your next one will not like it doesn't make any outcome more or less likely for the next one but that also just is like why isn't there more to do like I don't know that just it fucking sucks it's very devastating um and I'm really sorry you're experiencing that thank you I honestly I'm feeling better about it like it's it's truly just one of those things where it's like you everything time heals all wounds or whatever the Mm -hmm. cliche is and like you feel better as time goes on and so I feel better today than last Sunday for sure and so good yeah well I'm glad you're feeling a little better um I do I don't I don't know how much more you want to talk about that obviously as much as you want to no I I I should probably like I mean here's where we are now basically is I we decided to take a little bit of time off so I'm we're going to take like two months or so mm-hmm. off and just like relax and not have to go to freaking doctor's appointments every fucking day. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Fuck that. And take all those shots and stuff. Um, mm-hmm. So, and this is really exciting to me because my spring break is coming up in end of March. And so we're going to um, go to Florida, which I'm very excited about. We wouldn't be able Hell to do yeah. that during IVF. Mm-hmm. Um, so... Yeah, so our plan is take a couple months off, and then mm-hmm. right now our plan is to do another transfer with the embryos that we have, mm-hmm. and then worst case scenario, if that were to fail, I think we would be switching to a different clinic and starting a new like egg retrieval mm-hmm. at a different clinic for our last like covered cycle. Cool. Um. So that's the plan. Yeah, that's a lot. I mean, I think that's a really solid plan, though. I think taking time off is super super important um and i'm really glad that you're doing that and going to disneyland it's gonna be fucking awesome. or is it disney world yeah disney world disney world too yeah I, that's oh, yeah. gonna be awesome i've never or been there. i've only been to disneyland twice in my life anyway nice and mm. yeah we're gonna see epcot we're gonna do harry potter world we're gonna Fuck do yeah. the whole thing and can i just say mm-hmm. using my credit card points very satisfying to use credit mm. card points I will yeah. give that a 10 out of 10 for my hotel room booking. Hell yeah. Um, thank you, credit card points. Dude, any, like, thing that feels free, even if it 
isn't like it's like i mean i guess you were getting stuff back just for normal expenditures that you would mm-hmm. have so that is kind of like free money because my only close comparable thing is i just started doing my taxes and i cannot Ooh. wait to get a return nice. um which is going to be way less than last year because last year they did all those like special covid um mm-hmm. tax credit things and i'm like sad already looking at how it's not <laughs> last year we got so much fucking money for our tax return nice. um but i'm still i'm just like this, even though it's money that's like getting paid back to me that I paid to the government, I am just mm-hmm. like, this is going to be my free gardening money and I'm going to buy planters and buy plants. So um, fun. I'm really excited. Really excited it's about that. Very exciting. Very exciting. Um, okay. I did. So something that I we've talked about a little bit is how in this break time, I was wanting to characterize this as maybe your like eat, pray, love time. Mm-hmm. I was wondering if we should have like an Emma's Eat, Pray, Love segment on the pod to replace the TTTCC yes. while, we're, while we're on break from that. And so I want to, I was thinking is if, I don't know if we want to brainstorm now, maybe some titles for what yes. your segment will be. Um, okay. But, it has to have dance in the title. What if it's like dance, love, laugh, dance, dance love, laugh. Okay. <laughs> but I feel like eat should be part of it. Cause I feel like yeah. that's a big source of joy here. So maybe like eat, dance laugh eat dance love eat, dance laugh <laughs> eat dance love and i mean weren't you just talking about going to some dance church workshop so dance is yes. basically dance is basically church that's basically the, the pray it is the pray okay so it's eat dance love. eat dance love eat dance nice. love. unless you okay. want to do eat dance laugh because i did like that too. <laughs> i liked that too or eat dance the love lol. is kind of already taken care of i feel like we've yeah. got that settled and i mean and that's also part of sort of the other things too because yeah. eating for me is a big part of loving. That's true. Oh. Mm-hmm. All right. So we're got eat, dance, eat, dance, laugh, or maybe eat, dance, lol. <laughs> eat, dance, lol. This is really good. Okay. Because <laughs> also then that's a little pun because it can also be about like lolling about if you put an extra L ah, on it. Like kind of just laying around. Yeah. Yeah. Which I, I like feel that. like is another important aspect of like self-care and self-discovery and enjoying life. That's very good. I really, really like this. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. I love, all right. Eat Dance Lol, I think is going to be a really solid segment. And I can't hear, I can't wait to hear about new things you get up to, new dance classes, new snacks, new cakes. Can I just say, this is not new, but I went to yoga on Friday. Mm -hmm. Yoga is so good. It's so good, especially in an environment where it's like, actual yoga and not like yoga for like fitness and like acrobatics mm-hmm. yeah fuck that but yoga for like relaxation and mental whatever and mm-hmm. it's nice mm-hmm. um loved it and can i just say i have a rating related to that Ooh. which is hands-on adjustments if okay. a yoga teacher gives you a hands-on adjustment and you that's something you want like this they were very clear they were like if you want a hands-on adjustment like you put this little card down in front of your mat or whatever oh, anyways nice. um loved it every time I've gotten a hands-on adjustment it's been like the best thing ever this lady basically kneeled on my back as I was like doing a forward fold to like Mm -hmm. like sitting down um and it just gave me the deepest stretch ever and I was like I love this that's amazing yeah yeah those are great yeah so I love adjustments I love Mm -hmm. yoga oh and last thing I was gonna say is it was funny (laughs) because I did cry in Shavasana. Oh yes. <laughs> but so here it was it was really good. It was really good because at the beginning this is so much for me to be sharing. But mm-hmm. you know how like 
in yoga, you like set an intention sometimes for your practice or whatever. So like, so I did that. And like, my intention was like to find hope kind of like, I don't know. Mm -hmm. That's, I'm literally so embarrassed saying this out loud. (laughs) That is not embarrassing at all. Yeah. But then I just like, at the end of the practice, like realized like, like the way I was thinking about, I just like had thoughts float into my head about the future and they Mm -hmm. like were hopeful like unintentionally mm-hmm. and I was just like oh my god I I did it <laughs> yeah <laughs> and it was just great and then I was crying. oh that's wonderful I love I love to hear that I love to hear that I love yoga it's so good it really is great I've been trying to do my yoga with Adrian and I would say that like I haven't done that many yoga classes in person Mm-hmm. Um, when I was in junior college, I used to take yoga classes there. And that teacher, I really liked, she had you fill out an index card in the beginning of the semester with like your name and then, and like, if you have, and then basically like what you want to work on and mm-hmm. how you feel about hands-on adjustments, or if you have any preferences related to that. So then she just knew for all of her students, their preferences. Oh, nice. Um, which I really appreciate. Always appreciate, uh, clearly stated boundaries, mm-hmm. <laughs> um, in sort of any situation especially ones like that. Um, and then, yeah, I remember taking a yoga class with my sister in Santa Rosa. And I remember the teacher came out at some point we were doing Shavasana and she just came and like put her palm on my forehead because like, I'm constantly finding that. myself frowning just so much in Shavasana, just like holding my face so angry. And I'm just being like, Oh, I can release the tension in my face. Yes, dude. I actually, I had a similar moment like that. This was like a many years ago when I was in college, Mm -hmm. took a yoga class at Crunch Mm -hmm. and um, in Shavasana or whatever, the instructor came around and just like put his like thumb on everyone's like third eye. Mm -hmm. And I was like, I love this. Like, it was like a truly like magical moment. Yeah. No, that's awesome. I know. And I think that, so like, I enjoy doing the yoga with Adrian because it's like free online. I can do it at home on my own schedule. I don't have to go anywhere. I don't, now it's like, there's no babysitting issues. I just do it. Um, But that also means I don't do it super regularly. And yeah, I really like having somebody come around and giving like helpful guidance and touch and adjustments, or even if they're not touching you, but just being like, Oh, you should bend like this, or this is a little different Mm -hmm. um, is just like, so it's such a different experience and it's so helpful. Um, And yeah, I feel like I'm able to just like, because it's, you're going into a studio, you're just so much more able to like get to a meditative place or like be able, I think to get a lot out of your practice versus like at home. It's like, I feel like I spend half of my yoga like sessions just being like, oh, I can see the dirt on my floor and I need to sweep Mm. a vacuum. I see the dishes in my kitchen and I need to do dishes. Like it's really hard for me to get really grounded in whatever I'm doing. Yeah. I just, Um, I love the change of scenery. It's tough. It's tough to do it at home. Mm -hmm. Yeah. But that's super, that is super great. But one of the things you're talking about the third eye thing of in yoga Mm -hmm. with Adrian, she always, you know, in the in the classic yoga style frequently says namaste at the end mm-hmm. but usually like puts her hands together and then you hold them up to your third eye and mm-hmm. like there it's something that I have always done that I have routinely been mocked for um mm-hmm. which is that I tend to put my hands over my eyes or put my hands over my face mm-hmm. um just as sort of a resting pose like to the point like the reason that I've been made fun of by this by Steven specifically mm-hmm. is because I will like be resting my head on my hands but I will be holding my hands like goggles over my eyes <laughs> um, oh <laughs> And like it's a thing that I never would have noticed that I even did, except for Steven's like literally like, what are you doing? <laughs> <laughs> um, 
Um, but I find like covering my eyes and putting my hands over my face in that way, like very comforting. Mm-hmm. Um, it's a very comforting pose to be in. And so I love that. I love all of that. 10 out of 10 to putting your hands over your face from time to time, just to I like agree. block out some of the view. Sometimes you got to do it. I like that. And I definitely agree. I feel like I can picture you doing that, which I'm loving. Yeah. <laughs> I do it literally constantly <laughs> without thinking about it. <laughs> like, That's very uh, cute. Yeah. Thank you. Oh, thank you. I try to be cute about it. <laughs> Hey, should we should we end on yoga? I feel like that's a nice that's a nice place to stop it. It is. That is. I forgot we had our other like part of this recording anyway. So yeah, you're right. Mm-hmm, we should. Mm-hmm. All right. Well, I hope you have a really enjoyable rest of your day. Um, and I look forward to recording with you again next week, my ten out of ten lady. Me too. And I hope you get some time to yourself. And I know it's hard. It's hard. Yeah. Well, you know what? Sign up for that ceramics class. Can't wait to review it next week. It's gonna be yeah, great. Yeah. And then good. and reviewers, reviewers, what are you doing for your for your self-care? What are you doing for time for yourself? Send us an email, please. Fran and Emma <laughs> gmail.com. Shoot us a message or give us a follow on the review crew pod on Instagram. You know, we actually have gotten some responses to our um spotify questions and i keep yeah. forgetting to bring them up in the in the pod should we just do that really quickly right now at the end even though we've already yeah, speed. closed speed okay well i don't remember all of them but okay one one thing in our valentine's day pod um we did get a message from thor reminding us that we did not talk about the princess bride as mm. the ultimate romance that is, is a 10 one. out of 10 mu- movie i love yeah. it um obviously good. recommend to anyone um also i got some pleasant encouragement about sylvia's sdf black teeth Mm -hmm. shout out to jill thank you for telling me that your kindergarten boyfriend had Mm. um had that done on his teeth and you had not and no one really cared about it that actually made me feel extremely good so thank you for sharing that and also thank you for the fluoride drops tip hillary we have not gotten into that yet we do use fluoride toothpaste but maybe her her next sdf appointment is next week um so i'll have steven steven ask uh, ask about that nice. i'm trying to think if there's anything else i feel like trin has uh responded to more things, and i feel like jill and thor maybe chimed in for other things as well um thank you real I, ones i didn't prep anything else to say so i don't that's remember it. all the responses <laughs> <laughs> no, i feel like that's it hey, i um, think that that is those are pretty much the the responders um i've and we love the responders we love we you love guys them. you're all perfect tens the rest of the reviewers you're also tens but <laughs> we would love <laughs> we would love if you interacted <laughs> more with the content we love to hear from you we do mm-hmm. all right and on that note i hope everyone mm-hmm. has a great sunday mm-hmm. and especially you franny dude especially you <laughs> <laughs> All right, ta-ta. Bye.